the God of all comforts. We were there with her throughout. Throughout, we were there with her. By her bedside, everywhere, we were there with her. So, I want you to be comforted that God has not deserted his own. And he will never do that. We have been hit with, we have been hit very hard by the death and the passing away of a beloved. Our hearts are shattered, our hearts are broken. Pain has filled our hearts. Pain has eaten us. Some of us feel so much pain that if you don't take care, the enemy can lead you to be angry with God. Just as Job's wife was angry with God and told Job to curse God and die. Death is always untimely and unexpected, no matter the age of the person. No matter how old the person is, when death comes, it's like untimely. Only some few deaths that it can be organized depending on the circumstances. We lost a sister, but she just departed to our eternal home. We lost a sister, but she, she just departed to our eternal home. We were trusting God, and we are still trusting God that He will keep her in perfect peace. Hallelujah. I cannot come and stand here and continue to preach on activated faith. It will be an injustice to your emotions. So in this moment, this is the word you need to hear. And take it and apply it to your life all throughout the events that you will meet. Some of us may never recover from this. Others may not even feel it. Others may quickly recover. But her memory will linger on as other loved ones in our lives. When they depart, you don't depart and disappear. Our loved ones, when they depart, they are not lost. They are not walking in the forest as other, others believe. This is not like Wayera. It's not like Opinwo baby. No. When a man dies, he departs from the earth and moves into the spirit. So your location will be determined by your relationship with God whilst you are on earth. And I can tell you that JD is comfortably enjoying the fruits of her labor. She had her fruitfulness in this manner, in the presence of God. I thought you are clapping. Does it mean that we should leave the church? You know, sometimes when I've read in many articles that when people have one or two loved ones in the church and the loved one passes, they want to leave the church so that the memory of the person will no longer be felt. But when somebody passes on, your loved one passes on, 
in a church. You must not leave the church. I'll give you a proof. He said, no. Because if you were staying with your father in a mansion in Trasaco and he dies and leaves the house for you, will you leave the house? Hello? We will not leave the house. And that is even an earthly possession. It is very wrong and it's an attempt of the enemy to disconnect you from your source when you say, okay, just to kill the, 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 the recurrent occurrence, let me just leave the church. That is not the solution. Every church on earth, the family of God is divided into two. The church in heaven and the church on earth. Every church on earth will experience death of members at certain given moments at different ages some will go at 90 some will go at 70 some will go even some one somebody asked me yesterday that so what will you say about the death of newborns the earth is full with sin with errors with mistakes and corruption so this our corrupted body will continuously come into contact with troubles and sufferings that will come in different ways until we are translated to heaven we are bound to suffer in the flesh even if you marry you will suffer in the marriage even if God gives you a child you will suffer in raising the child some people have four children and all four children are drunkards are alcoholics are drug addicts some are armed robbers but in heaven no child is an armed robber in heaven no child is a drug addict so we need to marry the two together and understand that there is a time to be born and there is a time to die if you cannot leave the house your father left for you you must not leave the church in an attempt to overcome the pain madame Aku lost her husband 2015 thereabout or 2016 or so and the whole family are still in the house he never enjoyed the house after building he died but they are there and they are fine. Tell somebody, let us stand together and we will be fine. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. <laughs> Grieving can overwhelm the soul. Grieving can overwhelm the soul. Some of us here have not been able to sleep. Our eyes have not closed because it's like how are we going to say it? Send your bekano. It's like a dream. It's like, oh, we took one, we took one, we could Germany or whatever. Oh, she's not in church today. Next week she'll be in church. It is unbelievable, unthinkable, and unimaginable. But I'm going to help you today at the ending of the teaching to teach you something that will help you for the rest of your life. How to deal with the departure of loved ones so that it doesn't affect your life after they are gone. 
We are grieving, but God will strengthen us. What the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it for our good. Your amen is not strong. There is a strength coming upon the church and there is a grace coming upon us to do more in order to bring glory to God. What the enemy meant to hit us hard, the Lord will use it as a motivation that others who have been laid back and have been observing what is happening in church will say, Pastor, I want to be part of the work of God. I want to serve God. Now, now hear me, hear me. We are not mourning for JD because she's a church member. Are you here? It's not like she's just a church member. It's because of the significant role. Because anytime I told somebody to come to church, she said, Pastor, I cannot come home. When I see you climbing the pulpit, I'll cry. Why? Because she sings before I preach. So the, 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 the glory of a life is attached to the assignment that particular life was linked to. Your relevance, your value comes by service. If you will be missed, it's because of service, not because you existed. If you will ever be missed, it is because of your service and not because of your existence on membership list. Are you here with me? As we call on God to strengthen us, he will strengthen us by his word. Psalm 119 verse 28. Psalm 119 verse 28. He said, my soul melted for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according to thy word. You see, even David, so it is normal for righteous people to mourn and to feel very heavy in troubled times. Some of us are, you know, some people grieve and they, they, they behave like, I didn't inform Mohubi. But David said, my soul melted for heaviness. Strengthen me. And may the Lord strengthen everybody in this house. I said, may the Lord strengthen everybody in this house. Receive the strength of God in the name of Jesus. We pray strength for the family. We pray strength for the husband. In the mighty name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29. The Bible said, he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. May the Lord increase your strength. May the Lord increase your strength. Even as you are fainting and you cannot. And some say, hey, I don't know what to do again. I am, I am giving up. Hey, I'm that. No, may the Lord give you strength. May the Lord give you strength. May the Lord give you strength. You are going to journey on. You are going to be motivated to do more for Jesus. You are going to be motivated to be dedicated and loyal to the things of God and to the house that the Lord has planted you in. Somebody say a big amen. As many that have lost strength, the Lord, even he said, 
who have no might, he will increase strength. It means that when you physically feel that you don't have any might, there is a strength in you called the joy of the Lord. And I pray that the wells and the springs of the joy of the Lord in your spirit will begin to spring up again in the mighty name of Jesus. JD is not missing. She is with the Father. Death is no longer an enemy to the believer. Because Jesus went into hell and took the keys of death and hell. It means that death is not our enemy. We have authority over it. So no matter how it comes, the outcome of the activity of death will be to our favor. Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. It means that death can never decolorize our destiny. No matter how it comes. Now, now listen to me. Listen to me. Oh, Pastor Bashi was young. Get Green died at 29. There was a great evangelist evangelist David Wilkerson who knows him evangelist David Wilkerson who knows him a very powerful evangelist in America he died at the age of 79 in an accident Miles Moreau powerful he died in a plane crash even though they died in that manner death could not define their destinies because they had a relationship with their maker. I want to ask you a question. Do you know God? Do you know Jesus? Does Jesus know you? And how has your life benefited Christ and his kingdom? JD. 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 We call her JD because of what she was assigned to do in the house of God. I'm preaching. Romans chapter 8 verse 38 to 39. The Bible said, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature. Give me the message version. Let people understand it better. Verse 28. He said, I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, 39, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable. This is something like an unthinkable something. Unthinkable. Seven months. It's unthinkable. With master's qualifications. Pretty, sharp, humble, bright, joyful as her name is. It's unthinkable. But the Bible said absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus our maker has embraced us. The believer is never separated from God but at a point he is separated from man. We are never separated from God. 
as we are on earth, we are in union with God. When we translate, we are in union with God. But you see, you, today you are not separated from me. But tomorrow it can be that you'll be separated from me. But you will never be separated from God. JD is not separated from God. JD is with the Lord, but not with us. So I'll tell you something as I go on. Are you following me? John chapter 11 verse 25 to 26 look at this scripture the Bible says Jesus said unto her I am the resurrection and the life he that believeth in me though he were dead yet shall he live so the believer does not die we live forever. So you see, I, I, I don't want to jump the gun. I have about 20 minutes to hit this. She may not be with us. Give me the message version. Quickly. He said, you don't have to wait for the end. I am right now. The resurrection and life. The one who believes in me. Even though even though he or she dies, will live. Verse 26. And everyone who lives, believing in me, does not ultimately die at all. Do you believe this? Yeah. So once we are alive, as long as we believe in Jesus, we will never die. That word never die doesn't mean that mortality will not die. But it means that our spirit, our us, our real us, we will never die. And I pray in the name of Jesus that God will strengthen somebody. And that God will encourage somebody. That God will comfort us. That our sister is not dead, but she is alive in the presence of the Lord. Somebody celebrate God with a good clap of friends. Her absence amongst us is what is tearing our heart apart. But she is alive with Christ. She's alive with Christ. We don't want you to mourn as unbelievers and as people who have not been informed. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18. Pastor, why are you preaching like that as if nothing has happened? I cut my hair, my brand for nine years to mourn hair. So it's not like I'm not, I'm not, you have no idea. Message version. So listen to this scripture. It's a message. Today I'm just giving you scriptures because he's the God of all comforts. The Bible said, and regarding the question, friends, that has come up about what happens to those already dead and buried. We don't want you in the dark any longer. First of all, or first off, you must not carry on, carry on over them like people who have nothing to look forward to. As if the grave were the last word. Look, any believer that his mortal remains are buried. The grave is not his destination. Are you here with me? The graveyard is not your final resting place. Your final resting place 
is in the presence of God and in the bosom of Abraham. He says, since Jesus died and broke loose from the grave, God will most certainly bring back to life those who died in Jesus. So if a man is buried in the grave, the reason the grave is not the final point is that Jesus once died, was buried, and he overcame the strength of the grave. So anyone that believes in Christ, when the mortal body of that person is buried, that person will be resurrected by the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I came to encourage you as your pastor. I came to encourage you as your father. I came to encourage you as your senior brother that our sister shall rise up again. I thought you are giving God praise. He said, and then this, we can tell you with complete confidence. We have the master's word on it. That when the master comes again to get us, those of us who are still alive will not get a jump on the death and leave them behind. In actual fact, they will be ahead of us. Hallelujah. JD is ahead of us. She, will, she has entered heaven before you and I. Where you are believing God to go, she's already there. Somebody give God glory and praise in the house. Give God glory and praise in the house. The master himself will give the command. Archangel, thunder. You see why we pray by thunder? You don't understand. You've seen it. Say, oh, we have to pray in the name of Jesus. What is all this by thunder, by fire? The archangel can give a thundering at the command of God. And I pray that in this year, may the archangel of the Lord stand in front of your house, stand in front of your destiny, stand before your career and your profession and your academic adventure and thunder a thunder of glory. Somebody give God some praise in the house. Archangel thunder, God's trumpet blast. He will come down from heaven and the dead in Christ, the dead in Christ, the dead in Christ. So when you hear somebody say, I cannot die, I cannot die, it is not if the person thinks that it's in flesh, the person is deceiving himself. But when you hear a preacher say, I cannot die, I cannot die, I cannot die. It means that he understands what it means to be born again. Your spirit rejuvenated cannot die. It will live forever and your name will live forever and in the presence of the Lord. Everybody will die from the earth. Everybody. How it will come? You can't tell. How it will come? You can't tell. My covenant brother just died. He also died at the same age, 31 years. Very painful. And always, it's always painful when the person is closer. And the pain is an indication of the presence of love. Are you here with me? The pain we are feeling. I feel it deep in my heart. Pain. It means that there was love. Let me continue the scripture before I deviate. Because you need to see all. He said, and let me read the, 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 the last part, please. And the dead in Christ will rise. They will go first. Verse 17. Then the rest of us who are still alive at the time 
will be caught up with them into the clouds to meet the master. Verse 18. He said, oh, we will be walking on the air. What a glory. I said, what a glory. I said, what a glory. We will be walking in the air. That means that you will not be in this flesh. Are you here with me? We will be walking in the air. And then there will be one huge family reunion. We will see JD again. I said we will see her again. And it will be joy. We will give her a high five. And say why did you leave us early like that? But we thank God we met you. Give the Lord a clap offering somebody. There will be a great family reunion. You will see your grandfather again. You will see your grandmother again. You will see your auntie again. You will see that friend of yours. That SU friend. There were people who died when we were in SU, in secondary school. We will see them again. When we see them, we will be happy. We will rejoice. And there shall not be any pain and sadness again. Celebrate God with a good clap offering someone. For now, the pain is deep. But there will be a great family Reunion. Yeah. There will be a great family reunion. I believe. So reassure one another with these words. I reassure you that JD is not lost. She has gone to be with the Lord. I came to encourage us all in the word that God does not make a mistake. God does not make a mistake. I remember when Bishop Eddie came here and he finished. He preached very short, I think one hour, 20 minutes. When he came to the office, you realize that we kept very long there. He spent one hour to give me an answer. I asked him one question. I asked him, and Bishop, did you hear that Prophet Osbert lost his only son at 12 years? He said, yes, I was there for the funeral. And I said, in this case, what do you say to them? Then he began to talk. He said, all the ways of God are perfect and true. He said a lot of things because of time I can't. It's in Revelations. All the ways of God are perfect and true. And that when we get to heaven and we and we see why God did what God allowed what he allowed we will understand and we will clap for God but for now we will not on Thursday I was so broken and I called my daddy I said Bishop I'm broken I can't see far then he began to encourage and he said sometimes early departure it's a glorious departure. Yes. Nobody knows what would have happened in few years to come. Nobody. Because what you think is working for somebody may not actually work for someone. What you think is following you may not be the th- same thing following someone. So sometimes, that is why the Bible said in all things, we should just give thanks because the counsel of the Lord is never a mistake. It's never a mistake. 
is never a mistake. It's painful. One woman was believing God for a child. After 10 years of marriage, while she was delivering, she and the baby died. Yeah. Painful. The secret things belong to God. And the things that are revealed belong to us. We have all missed there. But because of time, let me give you one verse. I've not finished my sermon. I don't know how to compare, but there were a lot of things I needed to share. Okay, let me pause that scripture and give you something that will help you in five minutes. You, you will thank God I gave to you. Now, how do I overcome the departure of loved ones? How do I overcome the departure of loved ones? I, there is a laid down, there is a four-step laid down bridge or bridges that you must go through to overcome successfully the pain and the loss of loved ones. And I picked it from a book titled Grief Counseling and Grief Therapy by J. William Warden. Number one, accept the lost. <laughs> but I don't believe it. Is it? Is it a, it's not a dream. JD is gone. Are you with me? JD will never stand on this altar and sing to us again. She is dead physically and she is gone. That is why we should measure our life and ask ourselves if it was me, would I? I have been ready. Because it could have been you. Are you with me? So accept that she's gone. She's gone. It was difficult to believe when, when I was walking off her. I said, ah. So that is it. Yes, it's gone. You have to accept it. Stop thinking that, oh, it's like you, you, you are brushing it off. No. If you want to recover from shocks of the departure of loved ones, accept that they are gone. And sometimes the, the denial stage, the denial stage, I believe when Madame Aku was standing by the house, you won't believe because it's like they are asleep. Even at the point of laying them mistake, you think that the person, if you look at them, it's like they are brief, you know. It's gone. You have to accept that the one you love is departed. One way to do that is to be at the funeral service. One way to do that is to get to know how the departure happened and I've told you that's why I told you so that you will know one way to do that is to sympathize with the family yeah you must come to grip with the father we will never see her again on earth she is in a better place than where we are 
Revelations 21, 4 to 5. I'm helping you. I'm helping somebody. Revelations 21, 4 to 5. John 25, 21, 4 to 5. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things shall pass away. Five. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Where she is, there is no pain. There is no trouble. We mourn. We don't mourn for her. Hear this. You see, I'm, you, you have to get another teaching about mourning. The African tradition mourns differently. As if the way they mourn eh, is like the person is lost. They are children with baby. Yeah, they not, no. We mourn for ourselves. The pain of not seeing her again. But we don't mourn for the departed believer. Because she or he is, they are fine. Can you imagine a place where there's no trouble? There's no scarcity of food, no scarcity of money, no pain, no funerals, no light offs, no no rent. She is there. And she will never, if you even fast and pray to call her back, she will not mind you. She will tell God to cut the prayer line. So accept that JD is gone. And accept that that your loved one is also gone. The number two, experience the pain. Experience the pain. Experience the pain. You know, last two weeks also, I I saw the departure of another young person. It was like a dream. Standing by him, seconds to second. And as they say, he's dead. I'm like, ah, is that how people die? Experience the pain. So, number one, accept it. Number two, experience it. Because you can never be a human being on earth and never experience the, the, the pain of departed people. Many people try to avoid pain by bottling their emotions and kicking things out. They may avoid places and circumstances that will remind them of the people who have departed. The only way to move through grief is to really move through the grief. The only way to pass through the pain is, is, is actually to pass through the pain. The person who avoids grieving will eventually suffer some emotional depression and some physical pain. Don't bottle up the pain of the lost or the departed of a loved one. Fully experiencing the pain brings healing. To the body. One day Jesus wept for the death of his friend Lazarus. Yeah, Jesus wept. He wept bitterly for Lazarus. 
So the Christian is permitted to cry. So the Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Go through, experience the pain. The pain, I told you, is the indication of the presence of love. The third thing you must do is that now you begin to adjust. Adjust yourself in the atmosphere that the departed used to be. Adjust yourself. Adjust yourself. How do we adjust? How are we going to adjust? We must begin to do what the departed used to do. Or we get somebody to do what the departed used to do. That is how you adjust. So if maybe your daddy was schooling you and he died and you could not continue your school, that is when when you remember him, the pain can kill you. If daddy was here, ah, if daddy was here, ah. But if he departed and what he used to do is being done for you, though you remember him, you remember him with the blessed memories that you used to have with him. I thought you were clapping. So it means that that office of the solo must be occupied so that we know that it is an office that must be occupied. So the loved one in your life, maybe that loved one used to do something for you. May the Lord give you the wisdom and the grace to be able to adjust. Hallelujah. And we will adjust in the name of Jesus. I said we were just in the name of Jesus. The last stage of the healing process is reinvest into others. Reinvest into others. A senior pastor, a senior bishop called me. He said, Sofo, I know the pain in your heart. I know it. I, I can feel it. I don't know this lady, but just watching her, I can feel it. But reinvest into other vessels. Reinvest. That is the only way you can produce more of the person that have departed. Reinvest. Make an effort. I know that person was your best friend, but make an effort to make another person a best friend. I know that person was a confidant, but make an effort. Invest your time and resources into other people because God will always provide to fill the vacuum. I thought you are giving God praise. And it's not an attempt to forget the departed, but it's an attempt to keep the legacy of the departed going. So that one day, when Carrie's Temple is 30 years, 20 years, and we are having over 15 soloists, we shall say that this part of ministry can never be said and mentioned without that person called JD. And one day we can say, this is the JD ministries full of soloists. I thought you are giving God praise wherever you are. I end with that scripture. So those four steps, 
accept the person is dead. Go through the pain. Come for the funeral. The funeral will be done in the village so we cannot bass everybody. That's 13th. But on the 12th, Friday here, we will have a memorial service for her. Do you understand me? So it's a memorial service and we will honor her memory. So you make sure you come. That's how you accept that Charlie, the person is gone. So on the Thursday, I said, I wanted to see. Because I spoke to her on Thursday. I spoke on Tuesday, Thursday. I spoke to her on Friday. I spoke to her Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yes, Monday was the last one. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So Thursday, I said, I want to see. That's closure. So make sure you are here to witness. Maybe still you think that, oh, maybe Wakwe Juma. You still think, oh, if she was in church, she was saying, you wait. The, the memorial, you come. Number two, you experience the pain. Number three, you learn to adjust. Adjust. Number four, reinvest. So the last scripture, the NLT version of this, I think Isaiah chapter 57 verse 1. I hope I'm right. Yes. Let's read it together. One, two, go. Did I write the Bible? The Bible said, good people pass away. The godly often die before their time. Yeah. Yeah. Scripture well explained, but no one seems to care or wonder why. So it's like we don't, we are crying that the person is gone, but we are not wondering why. Why? Because God intervened for Janice. We prayed here, we prayed here. She was even dead. God brought her back, saved her with the child, and even the five brothers disappeared. The same God. We prayed and prayed and prayed. He took JD. Nobody's asking why. The same day she died was exactly two years ago when the family of Bless and the mother came to testify that Bless mother was also on ICU. They gave up, they took off, they were taking off the tubes. But we were there at Rich at 2 a.m. I was in I was in the ICU. The same pastor praying, 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 praying. Then the value started going up. Her BP started being, everything started going up. The white men there were looking at us like this. And the same two years, that same two years, JD is gone. So can you say God is unfaithful? Then you must ask why? And he said that no one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. Yeah. Nobody. We will not understand. I God, why? But she went through a procedure two years ago somewhere. She collapsed. You are not there to know what she told God. That God, if you give me another life, I will serve you. And the last three years of her years, even one and a half years, of her years on earth has been kingdom investment. I am glad 
that I raise a daughter who helped to advance the kingdom of God. Rise up on your feet. Rise up on your feet. Rise up on your feet. Rise up on your feet.